you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. What's going on, everybody? DJ Bucky here, Move the Sticks, uh, back with you. And, uh, and Buck, first of all, thoughts on the NBA Finals? We'll get to the football here in just a second. Uh, you know, it, it was interesting. I was Obviously, I was pulling for the Cleveland Cavaliers because I had a tendency in this situation to go for an underdog because I want to see LeBron continue to do it. But I have to give um, a lot of credit to Golden State and what they've been able to do in terms of surrounding um, their players with star talent. To think about four all-stars coming together, being selfless enough to share the ball and kind of play the game the right way. I think there's some team-building lessons in the way they constructed their team. We always talk about – if you're going to win a championship, typically you have to have the most talent. I do believe that is true, but I think the character of the players that you assemble also matter because at the end of the day, I don't think Golden State cared about who was scoring, and I think that's a testament to the way they assembled the team and having the character to go with the talent, which leads to championships. Here's the one basketball stat. I, I, they keep it all these stats for basketball, right? So I, I'm sure this exists. The one thing I was just curious, just as a fan to sit here watching home, I would love to know the dribbles – per possession difference between Cleveland and Golden State. Because you watch Cleveland come down the court, and it's LeBron and Kyrie banging the ball into the ground, banging the ball into the ground, mm-hmm. and go to the whole spectacular players. The ball goes the other side, boom, 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 pass, 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 wide open three or a wide open dunk. I mean, it seemed like the ball barely even hits the floor. It does, and I think if we, we spin it forward, I would think that the Golden State Warriors, to me, play in a style that's very similar to the way that Tom Brady plays with the New England Patriots. He gets the ball out, lets his playmakers do their deal. Everyone is happy. You never know who's going to be the star of the game. And I think Golden State was very similar to that. 
when I think about Cleveland, you think about Aaron Rodgers having to do so much for everybody, and if he doesn't play at a high level, they have a tough time winning games. You probably could say the same thing for Cam Newton and some of the other quarterbacks. I just believe the balance of talent that the Golden State Warriors had gave them a significant advantage over Cleveland. Even though it was a very competitive series, I want to see it go longer. I think the best team won, and I don't think it was any surprise that Golden State ended up winning the deal. All right, that's your bonus basketball coverage here. We've got some football to get into. I want to talk about a recent trade of a player. We'll get to that right off the top. I want to talk about whether or not we should be buying all this hype that we're getting through these OTAs and, and mini camps. And then the, the bulk of this episode, we want to go through and rank the divisions, one through eight, where we are right now looking at these divisions, kind of like a power ranking uh, by division. And then we've got our, our MeUndies mailbag and an all-time MeUndies read coming your way because uh, we're going to put everything we've got into this. One of our final, might be one of our final MeUndies read, which I hope is not the case because it's the best underwear in the market. Best underwear in the market. I've been hearing some some other uh, podcasts and radio shows have been kind of stealing our thunder with MeUndies, but hopefully they understand where their bread is buttered. The Moody oh, Six yeah. Podcast. No question. We are, we are the... Uh, we're, we're, we're the, the star that everybody kind of points to when you're looking for guidance on how to do an underwear read on a, uh, on a podcast. All right, Bucky, uh, Greg Robinson traded for a sixth-round pick, for former top-five pick of the then-St. Louis Rams, now the Los Angeles Rams. Did not work out. He gets traded to the Detroit Lions for basically peanuts, a sixth-round pick. I'll tell you what, man. I, I go back. I, I was all in on Greg Robinson. You talk about an elite athlete. I know Baldy. I love Baldy. He had tweeted out, you know, this is why you don't buy the combine hype. But whoa, whoa, no. This guy was good on college tape. It was in a different offense. Now that spread at Auburn, you did not see him uh, you really have to, you know, play with his hand on the ground and be a little bit more uh, in the passing game, just not as polished. But you just saw the footwork, the quickness. I thought it could all come along for him uh, with what he had and had a nasty temperament. But, man, Bucky, it just for one reason or another did not happen with the Rams. No, it did not happen. I think this would be a big learning lesson for evaluators. Obviously, I thought athletically and physically he had everything that you look for in a top-five talent uh, at that position. He's a guy that appeared to have the ability to maul and mash at Auburn. He could move people off the field. He could get to the second level. Athletically, he was a freak athlete at that position. I think it kind of speaks volumes to the challenge that it goes with scouting all positions that come out of a spread offense. Um, it's just a different game at the collegiate level than the pro game. And so you have to dig deeper. You have to understand what the play calls are like, what the verbiage is like, what they're asked to do. It is a challenge to look at offensive linemen in the spread because you just don't see them do some of the things or most of the things that we ask those guys to do on Sundays. And one of the things I think it's just kind of interesting discussion that takes place in the building um, there's two ways I think of developing offensive linemen. You, you always see, we always use a phrase, we're going to get our best five on the field, right? You want to have that yep. versatility. So guys that have that versatility coming into the league, tremendous value. You can use them in a bunch of different spots. It allows you to keep your five best on the field. But in terms of a development standpoint, I almost think with a guy like Greg Robinson, who's balanced from tackle to guard, moved around, you're almost just better off saying, as soon as we draft you, you're going to master one position. We're going to get you in there. We're going to get you comfortable. Every rep you take is going to be at that position. And then we'll go from there. But uh, I, I just think with him, it just never it, it never really happened for him. And and we'll see. Maybe it'll maybe it'll all change there when he gets to the lines and he'll he'll finally figure this thing out. 
And then also, they didn't do him any favors because they changed offensive coordinators two or three times during his tenure. That means different offensive line coaches coming in, speaking a different language, having to learn different techniques because every coach has a preferred technique that they want each player to use. And so maybe it wasn't necessarily fair for him. So we can say that Greg Robinson flamed out, but we can also point to the Rams not necessarily providing them with the right kind of environment to have a top five pick fail and underperform, some of that falls on the organization. I do wonder, because we saw this happen with Laramie Tunsil in terms of he started at guard before kicking out the tackle. I wonder if we could do it all over again and if Greg Robinson started inside and maybe he was able to have some success early before they bounced him out of the tackle, would he be a different player? Because he was a guy that was really plagued and victimized by a lot of holding calls. I just wonder if his technique would have been better if he had played inside, had a little more success pushing people off the ball like he was able to do at Auburn before he was asked to be on that island playing left tackle against some of the premier pass rushers in the game. Yeah, I think Laramie Tunsil, though, just probably a more natural football player, too. Um, you know, just comes instincts wise. He was comfortable. He got better and better. He was playing at a high yep. level on the interior last year. I think we'll see him uh, grow into a Pro Bowl left tackle here very soon with the Miami Dolphins. Uh, all right, Bucky, this I just wrote down on my notes here before we get into ranking these divisions. I just wrote, don't buy the hype, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. I won't get into who the players are, but I've seen some reports come out from these many You won't camps. get into I'm the players? Gonna, we can't I'm talk about the players. Air, I'm not going to air this particular thing out. Oh, okay. There's you know, these reports come out and it's like, oh, this guy's tearing it up. It's unbelievable. You know, wow, they really hit on this one. And then you talk to some people inside a building and you're like, uh, no, like, I don't know where that's coming from. But no, we're this is not look good right now at this point. So, I mean, you get some more realism when you talk to some coaches and some people inside these buildings. But man, the hype train right now is going on so many different people. The, the one that I'm anxious to see, um, Adrian Peterson. Man, that buzz is building for him down there in New Orleans. And, and you know, look, he's always been a physical freak. Can he hold up uh, over the course of the season here? Um, are we going to see kind of the same guy we saw in Minnesota? Was not a good group he was running behind in Minnesota the last couple of years. A little bit better there in New Orleans. I don't think it's it's an all-time offensive line by any stretch, though. I don't know. I'm just saying let's just – let's. I want to see it. He's an all-time great, no question, but I want to see it before I'm thinking Adrian Peterson is going to rush for 2,000 yards again. Well, I mean, I think that's the big thing with OTAs. And You've been in the business for a long time. You understand how this thing is. It's a marathon, not a sprint. How many guys have we seen the first minicamp, the first part of OTAs, young guys that jump out there and have a oh, tremendous yeah. amount of success? But then as we get into training camp and start getting into the preseason games, they're not able to sustain it. So I want to see the guys that can be consistent, that can play at a high level, whatever that level is, but they can consistently play at that level over the course of time. Those are the guys that are going to be able to do it. And then when it comes to Adrian Peterson, he's obviously going to look great now. He's a guy that is fresh. He's in the middle of the offseason. They don't have pads on. They're not a lot of <laughs> contact. So he's not necessarily doing what he's going to be asked to do in the fall. So, we need to kind of pump the brakes and hold out on some of these things because in essence, and I heard um, someone talk about it. Maybe Doug Peterson said this. He talked about this part of the year, this is a passing camp. We're doing yeah. a passing camp. This is glorified 707 sessions where the skill guys on the outside should look good because mm-hmm. they don't have pads on. So let's see what that looks like when we get into the dog days of training camp and see if he still has some juice and pop. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I just wanted to throw that out there. Let's let's just ease up on the hype. It's, it's we're all excited. Football's back. I love that. Um, but let, don't don't believe everything. The only team that I will say that I'm kind of buying a little bit. I like what I'm hearing out of Philadelphia, and I'm not saying that they're going to tear it up and they're going to be the team yeah. in the NFC East. But of any team 
that I think is doing it the right way by their quarterback, I think the Philadelphia Eagles are doing it the right way. When you look at the moves that they made in the offseason, they go and get veteran wide receivers in Torrey Smith and Alshon Jeffrey. They get a big banger back in LeGarrette Blunt. They get a running back in Donnell Pumphrey, and then they committed to make sure that that offensive line is going to stay intact. We talk about young quarterbacks being able to develop. I think they've surrounded Carson Wentz with the right pieces to – help him have a major jump from year one to year two. And it may not show on the stat sheet, but I think on film, we're going to see a much better player than the one we saw at the end of his rookie year. You know, uh, real quick, I want to hit on uh, Macklin signing with the Ravens, Buck. It's funny how you have, like, you know, we, we all have, every organization has strengths in certain positions and weaknesses in others. I, I tip my hat to, to Ozzie Newsom though, because while they've struggled, and this was going on when I was back, they've struggled to, to draft wide receivers and hit on them. Mm-hmm. It's been kind of a blind spot. They have made all the right moves in bringing in veteran free agents. And this goes back to, remember, Ozzie, when I was there, had a trade worked out for T.O., yep. but, but he wouldn't come. Yep. So he then had to turn around and spin him off, and I think it was to Philly, right? So they ended up trading him to Philadelphia because that's where he wanted to go. But, but Ozzie had actually acquired his rights first. Yep. Um, so he, he identified him, and obviously T.O. went on to have several big years after that in what should be a Hall of Fame career. But then Derek Mason came in there and was ultra-productive, Really, really good player. Anquan Bolden was a key member of the Super Bowl yep. team. He was outstanding. And then our Steve Smith, uh, who just rolled through there, a veteran who had big years. So uh, now it's it's kind of Jeremy Macklin's turn to take that torch and run with it. Yeah, I think this is a good fit and uh, a couple of different reasons why it should be a good fit. Marty Mornwick obviously knows Jeremy Macklin during their time at Philadelphia. I think it's very important that the play designer and the play caller know the player that you're acquiring because he understands his strengths and weaknesses. He can – he can design a game plan or craft a game plan that will play to his strengths as a player. I don't believe that Jeremy Macklin is a pure number one, but I think he's a systematic player that can give you flashes of being a number one or a number two and be effective. With Joe Flacco, he needs a dependable player. So now you have Mike Wallace who can take the top off the defense. Jeremy Macklin can do some of the dirty work, some of the underneath stuff that can hope that one of their young guys emerges as a guy that can be a factor number three because without Dennis Pitta, there's a huge void in that passing game. They needed a vet to come in, and they may even go and get another vet that can come in and give them some steady production. All right, Bucky, let's jump in here and, uh, and rank these divisions. This is something I've, I've always liked doing going into the season, just kind of get a, a big-picture view of what divisions we view as the solid divisions, strong divisions. I'm talking about teams that could have maybe three playoff teams in a division, which we see uh, from time to time here. So uh, I'll go. Uh, let's just go one through eight. Uh, I'll start with my number one, then you go with your number one. We'll see. I, I haven't seen your list. You haven't seen mine. We'll see it where we marry up and, and uh, where we differ here. You ready? Yep, let's do it. All right, number one, I think the best division in football coming into this season is the AFC West. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Where you, at on, where you coming with, number one? NFC East. Dallas, Washington, East. Okay. Philly, Giants. I think they're right there. However, my number two is where you are, the AFC West. Oh, so you got AFC West at number two. And I actually have the NFC South at number two. I like what they've done in the offseason. I think Tampa's going to be much better. The Falcons coming off a Super Bowl year, I think they're going to be right back in contention. Carolina, two years removed from a Super Bowl. And the Saints, as we aforementioned, Adrian Peterson and the way that they've added some pieces on defense, I don't know there's an easy game in that division. So I love that division. I have them at number two. 
Uh, you have the AFC West at number yeah, two. Yeah, the AFC West, I think, is so tough because their pass rush is on every team. You think about oh, yeah. it. Every team has a legitimate stud at pass rush, and most of those teams have two. The L.A. Chargers are the team that I would put an asterisk by because I believe they're a team that is not only going to go to the playoffs, but I think they may do some damage. I love what they have in Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa, Gus Bradley's defense should unleash them. Then on offense, we talk about Phillip Rivers being able to help good players become great. I like the weapons that they have around them. Kansas City's always solid. Denver has a bit of a quarterback controversy with Trevor Simeon and but they've got Paxton a Lynch doing it. But they have a defense, and that is going to give them a chance. I like the FC West. I got them right number two. I know that you're number one. I got them right two. All right. So your number one was the NFC East. I have the NFC East at number three, and I do like what they're doing inside this division. I think it's going to be very competitive. But when I think about potentially having three playoff teams, ah, I don't know if I'm ready to go there yet. I think it's going to be interesting to see – kind of that battle between Washington, Philadelphia, the Giants. I think the Cowboys are going to be there. I think it's going to be interesting to see how those other three sort themselves out. No, it's a very competitive division. I really like that division. I like the young quarterbacks in that division. Uh, I would say it's probably a little more offensive heavy because the strength of each of those teams will probably be their offense. The team that plays the best defense ultimately will be the one that carries the banner. Number three for me is your number two, the NFC South. Everything that you talk about with this division is about being explosive, dynamic, and being able to score points. All four of these teams should be able to do it. It is an arms race in the NFC South on the offensive side of the ball. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers have made moves. They have one of the more dynamic and electrifying offenses that we will see. Deshaun Jackson coming over will be a huge boon to this offense. O.J. Howard team with Cameron Brait. Mike Evans continue to be a stud. And Jameis Winston flourishing. I think their team that's going to be tough to contend with. I love the Atlanta Falcons. I think they go right back to being at the top of the thing. And then the Carolina Panthers, what they've done in the offseason to help Cam Newton, uh, Christian McCaffrey, Curtis Samuel, the biggest question is, will Cam Newton be healthy enough to take advantage of the weapons that he has at his disposal? What do you think the chances are we see a Super Bowl repeat with those two teams, the Patriots going up against the Falcons again? you think the Falcons can get back in that game? I just think it's so tough. They're going to be so disappointed. They're going to have a tough time fighting it. But – Talent-wise. Talent-wise, uh, they should be there. I just think it's so tough to go be back. be a new building? This, yeah. It, That's going to give them some energy? I mean, maybe we can have a, a rematch, kind of like we had with Golden like State and uh, Cleveland. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Do it again. Let's run this thing back. All right. The top three. So we have the same three divisions in our top three, just in yep. a different order. Um, so we have the, the remaining five teams here. Let's see if we, if we get synced up at all. Who do you have as your number four division? Number four, I have the AFC South. And that's AFC probably South? AFC okay. South. It's probably a bit of a surprise because I'm leaning towards the potential, the potential of the Buying Tennessee Titans, is what you're doing. the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, yeah, if it's closer, okay, but the Houston Texans. I believe this is a very competitive and feisty division. It is a division that is going to be far more physical than we've seen in the past. I think all of these teams are going to actually help their quarterbacks play better by asking them to do less. Lean on the running game, get good performances from the defense, and that should help those guys improve. Well, AFC South four. Who you have it for? All right, you got this. Is I want to I want to debate this one here. So you've got the AFC South at four. Yep. I've got the AFC North at four. So let's 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 scrimmage this out a little bit here. Let's so AFC North. Let's say Pittsburgh is is I'm gonna put like we'll pit, pit them against each other. So I'll have Pittsburgh as my number one seed. Who would be your number one seed Houston. in the AFC South? Houston. Houston. So I'll take Pittsburgh over Houston. Come oh, on. Okay. All right. And that's, then, that's fine. Then we go the number two seed. I probably go with the Bengals. Who would be your the number Bengals two over seed? Baltimore? Uh, Bengals and Baltimore, right there. I take I probably take the Bengals. Mm. Huh. 
I think all the firepower they just added. They have all their firepower, but then you have to worry about the character. And are they going to be able to hold up? So my number two team in this division. Colts. Uh, I'm going to go to Titans. I'm going to Titans. Physical. We can play. So Titans versus Bengals. Yeah. Come on now. They got your guy wide receiver to go at your quarterback. I do like Corey Davis. I know. Come on now. You, you got, then we get on. to number three. So then it would be the Ravens versus the Colts. Yeah, the Ravens have got, believe they've gotten the better of the Colts just about every time they go against them. I mean, they, they have, but the quarterback, though. I'm, I'm leaning towards the quarterback, Andrew Luck. He bounces back. Um, what about the toilet bowl? Oh, Jacksonville over Cleveland. Come on. And because <laughs> Cleveland, Cleveland drags down the division. That's the thing. Cleveland drags it down. Okay, you can't have okay. a team that is 1-15. It, 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 takes, it, takes, it takes the ship down. There's a pull. There's a pull. <laughs> there. All right, number five. I have the NFC North at number five. We agree. We, we agree. We're there. That's I'm, what I got. All right, so we're with each other on that one. And that's – Six. You know, what, what, yeah. By the way, speaking of glowing reports, I did see somebody said that Teddy Bridgewater looked like he'd never been injured before. I was like, man, I, I don't know. That's – Seems a little optimistic. That's a pretty nasty injury. It is a nasty injury, but here's the bigger concern. So, say Teddy doesn't look like he's been hurt. Say Teddy looks good in training camp. Yeah. All the conversation that we've heard to this point has been Sam Bradford. This is Sam Bradford's team, Sam Bradford's offense. We revamped it. So, what does that mean for Teddy Bridgewater? They didn't pick up his option. What are we doing? What are, what are we doing at the quarterback position for the Minnesota Vikings? I think it's fascinating to see just kind of the, the Detroit Lions maybe going to a smash-mouth approach. They spent this money on the offensive line, uh, you know, with, in the draft and in free agency the last couple of years, really tried to fortify that. Um, they don't just, have a running back, built. though. They just don't have a running back. Who's going to be the smash-mouth back? They've got, a, they've got a committee. They've got a committee they can roll out. Zach Zinner? That's who we're rolling with? The Z-Man. Don't stop on Don't sleep on him. Uh, <laughs> all right, number six. That's why I, I, I had the AFC I have North. the AFC South who you had. So who, yeah. who do you have? I had AFC North, so that's where we just flipped. Yeah, we just flipped them there. So we've already had that discussion. So then we have the bottom two divisions. I'm anxious to see where you are on this one. Number seven, your number seven division who? NFC West. NFC West? NFC West. Okay, ditto. The NFC West. The NFC West. And it was only because of the balance of Seattle, Arizona. I think those two teams should be pretty solid. Yeah, two-team division. I think those two teams could possibly sneak in as playoff contenders. That's why I have them over. The How about the last players. one? We agree. What do you know? I mean, this is the AFC East, and it, look, I, I hate it. But are, the, the new... is, is, are we going to call this? We should call this the Snow White Division. <laughs> it really is. I, I mean, it's, it's I mean, the, the Patriots dominating yeah. own the division. The New York Jets. I mean, we listen to the reports. It's really bad. Yeah. Really bad. They have a quarterback that's hitting reporters on the sideline. I know. I, I, I almost feel bad about Reportedly. that. Man. It's almost tinged. There's a tiny bit personal there with some of the stuff. I mean, stuff man, like someone is really coming at him. I mean, yeah. geez. Hey, come on. We, it's, it's not unexpected. I mean, it's – I don't know. I don't, I'm, I'm not going to – They have gonna, tight sidelines. I don't know if you've ever been in the Jets facility. It's just really, really tight there. So it may not be a, 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 as bad as – that has been reported. No, I mean, look, somebody's right on top of video. It could be a situation too where you think you've got a quick out and he runs a hitch and the ball sails, you know, a little high. Yeah, look, come on, don't 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 kill the guy. But I, I'm not a, I'm not. I was never really a believer there, so I'd be shocked if he does end up being a, a quality NFL starting quarterback. But the, I, the practice reports are a bit bit much. I have heard that their safety duo, Marcus May and Jamal Adams, have been as good so as advertised. Nice. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They've been they're making plays back there, but then you have to look at. Who are they playing against at quarterback? Oh, yeah, well, fair point. 
Uh, fair point there. All right, we've got our uh, we've got our me undies mailbag here. So we put out on Twitter. We used our favorite underwear as a hook to get people to ask some questions here uh, for us. And uh, Sully, should we do uh, should we do the questions and then come back to the read, or should we do the read? Let's first? let's lead off the read and then go straight into the questions. Well, let me just cut to the chase here. Yeah, let's let do it. You handle the bulk of the uh, the bulk of the read here. The, the whole thing is if if you trust us for football information, we're more knowledgeable about underwear than we are about football. So these MeUndies uh, are the best underwear out there. I've, I'm rocking a pair as we speak, Bucky. Me too. I got my first pair. Sully's got them on. But yep. here's what we can do for you. I'll let Bucky get to the whole read, but we can get you 20% off your first pair. And, and all you have to do is go MeUndies.com slash move the sticks and boom uh there you go you're gonna get 20 percent off your first pair it's the best underwear out there so it, uh it, can help it, you out there it is the best underwear out there and i know there we probably have some new listeners who are like what 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 are what are me undies so i i have you covered me uh, on these old just seriously soft feel good undies delivered right to your door are designed in la made from sustainably sourced micromodal a fabric three times softer than cotton three times. undies Softer than soft, Lux undies come in an ever-changing selection of classic colors, bold shades, and adventurous patterns so you can tailor your undies to your own personal style. And guess what? You can save time and money each month with a monthly subscription. If you're not ready subscription, that is okay. You can still save. That is because Me Undies is offering you 20% off your first pair. DJ, what was that? What was that? Uh, the, the, the code? It's What's easy. Just go meundies.com slash move the sticks and easy. you're going to get 20% off. We got you easy. covered. Come on, upgrade your underwear drawer. You deserve it. There you go. Boom. Right, let's get to the mailbag let's here. Let's do what it. Got, Hashtag meundies mailbag. This one's a heavy hitter to start it off from Michael Crawford. Yep. 90s R&B question. If you got the number one pick, overall pick, who are you taking? And he, he thinks he's going to either going to take Boys to Men or Jodokai. Jodakai. Jodakai. Yeah. Oh, Jodakai. Yeah. Don't do that. Sully. Sully. What? Sully. Jodacy. Jodacy. Whatever. Jodakai. Hey, I was born in 91. Sully. Jodakai. Hashtag Jodakai. I did mess that up, didn't I? Oh. Sully. I couldn't read my oh, own handwriting. Oh, my gosh. Jodacy. Jodacy. Oh, my gosh. I was born in 91. You guys got to give me a break. Oh. Hey, by the way, Bucky, I love, I love the fact that Sully went to Tennessee. I deserve that. That's well deserved. Man. I deserve oh. that heat. Well, answer the question. <laughs> well, the answer to the question is the band that you just butchered their name. Yeah, Jodice. it would be Jodice. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Jodakai. I mean, geez. Gosh, you could throw a couple others in there. I mean, you could throw 112 and maybe even a little jagged edge occasionally. Could sneak in at the back end of the nineties. This this isn't my this isn't my jam, obviously. Obviously not. Drew no. Hill. I mean, there's so many, no. so many that you neglected, no, but you can't. Style. But you have to you have to at least be able to pronounce it right. Not I, I, I'm Jodic- sorry. I, I, I was Jodic- born ninety one. That's what I'm saying. I wasn't around that you know early. What, you know what, who my next choice though? I who? love Jeanette Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, I'm not going to hear this one. All right, all right. Oh dear. Oh dear. Oh dear. <laughs> you know. All right, all right. Next question for Mark Jones. <laughs> Uh, how will the Panthers effectively use both McCaffrey and Samuel at the same time? Hold up. I'm not done with this. What, give me another 90s R&B that you can butcher the name on here, Bucky. I've contributed I, a couple. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, like, we could just go to boy bands. You could do Nsinke. I mean, maybe you could <laughs> hey. put, put Nsinke. Nsinke. Uh, <laughs> they, could, they could go. I, I'm just so disappointed in you right now. So no, I'm you. sorry, guys. I let you guys down so hard. The, the, the <laughs> edge. The edge. I mean, I just don't. I mean, geez. Oh, uh, all right. So you can ask some football questions. I'm done making fun of you. Okay. 
That was good. Uh, yeah, I feel like I'm going to be hearing this one for the next few weeks. <laughs> so, good thing good thing it's in the middle of June, so we have a lot of football to talk about and, and not just talk about me butchering R&B uh, 90s artist. How will uh, the Panthers effectively use both McCaffrey and Samuel at the same time, Mark Jones asks. You'll get it, Buck. You know, I, I think this is the, the, the challenge that the play caller, Mike Shula, will have. Can he make this team play in a style that is similar to New England? I believe these players are very similar to what they had in Deion Lewis and um, James White and some of the other running backs that have kind of rolled in through the New England Patriots. They talk about wanting to have more short throws for Cam Newton. They want to be able to do more things. With McCaffrey, I think you can alleviate some of the read option stuff because maybe they can jump in the walk and have McCaffrey do some of the things that Cam Newton normally would do. So if they're creative enough, I think these guys can provide a lot of punch and pop to this offense. It's just a matter of is Mike Shula creative enough to take advantage of their skills. What would you call that wildcat package? Maybe wheels of steel? Well, I mean, they call it the wildcat. uh, Wildcat. That's what they call it at Stanford. But I think you're going to see a lot of situations. I think Bucky hit it on the head is you're going to see both those guys in the backfield with Cam Newton. And really, any of the three can, can vacate. They could Any of them could leave. Yep. Because you can run the Wildcat stuff with, with McCaffrey for sure. I think you probably do it with Samuel. You could, motion, you could motion Cam Newton out and keep Samuel back there with McCaffrey, let him do whatever he wants to yep. do back there. I mean, there, there is an infinite amount of possibilities of what you can do, which is however creative you can be. Yeah, I, I think that's it. And I, I do believe Wildcat would be a big part of their package. I, I, when you draft someone like Chris McCaffrey, who was so good at it at Stanford, and you have a coach on staff who used to be at Stanford who can bring yep, some Lance of those Taylor. plays right there, I absolutely believe that Christian McCaffrey is going to be a major factor. Well, they have the design quarterback runs already in their offense. They've been doing it with Cam forever. Now you just take a little bit of that load off Cam and let, let McCaffrey handle that. So um, I, I think it I think it'll be smooth. And, and Samuel, I think you'll see him in the slot quite a bit. So uh, they'll figure it out. Next one from Eric King. What are the most intriguing camp battles you will be watching? I'm, I'm going to take one. I'm going to go off the grid. I'm fascinated by the quarterback situation Cleveland. in Cleveland. I knew you yeah. were going there. I Brock Osweiler. Coming out yesterday saying that Brock I want Osweiler to start a job. Is trying to snatch the crown from my guy, Cody Kessler. He, so, so disrespectful. He just talked about he should be the starting quarterback. Like He is not he's, – he's not yielding or conceding anything to Cody Kessler. And I thought Cody Kessler was going to be QB1. But right now, Brock Osweiler Kaiser, is boldly, boldly saying I'm going to get it. Yeah, Kaiser's yeah. not going anywhere either. No. No, Kaiser, Kaiser's going to be there. I don't think Kaiser's going to be a starter this year early. What about Hogan? You're going to sleep on Hogan? You're not even going to address him, Mark. Right. So Hogan. you don't think – I'm not, I'm not going to talk about Kevin Hogan. I'm not going to talk about him. <laughs> it's the Browns. Right. You don't think they have the possibility of going through three quarterbacks? I mean, they can, but I'm just saying like early. I think in training camp this would be Cody Kessler versus Brock Osweiler. And I think the biggest thing is the fact that they were trying to not even bring Brock Osweiler in. If he ends up as their opening day quarterback – I think that is a major accomplishment for old Brocko. I'll tell you what, there's a there's a couple quarterback competitions I'm anxious to see. I, I know that, uh, that that Glennon had said this is his year and he's going to hold Trubisky off, but I'm anxious to see if Trubisky can push him. Uh, you don't make that bold of a move in the draft if you don't you know, have a high opinion of somebody. So uh, we'll see. And the biggest thing with Trubisky, we talked about it a bunch, Bucky, was you could say, okay, well, he's not ready. Well, he needs to play. He didn't play enough in college. He needs to get on the field and play. That's how he's going to learn. Now, that's the only way he's going to be able to learn. Him sitting on the sidelines certainly is going to do. He did that for a couple years at Carolina. So he needs to get on the field. He needs to play. And we will see how long is that leash on Mike Lennon 
if we get into the regular season, he's a starter. If he throws a couple picks, does he come out? Like, what is the deal? We did hear John Fox say that they may have a Tebow-like package for Mitch Trubisky where he can get on the field each and every game. Yeah, I like Let's that. Just get him, get him out there. I mean, it doesn't have to necessarily – I mean, I just let him run the offense. It doesn't have to necessarily be a, a package. No, hey, third, 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 third series every series. half. We're going to let you run out there and see what you can do with your series. All right, what, do we get, what else we got here, Sully? Sam Briggs asks, which colleges are the best at hosting scouts? Hmm. Ooh, that's a good one. There are some really good ones. Um, you know, it's changed a lot since you know, even the few years that we've been out. Um, but, I mean, USC used to be the best visit back in the day. They let you do whatever. Pretty easy. You, know, you have everything. But then I kind of judge, judge it on the pro day deal. Like, there are some teams that – some schools that feed you a little bit, you know? Like, oh, yeah. uh, I think Oregon State. Day, good, good Oregon State, Oregon State had, had a good little spread. Uh, Alabama, I, th- I think Alabama brought a little, a little spread out for, for yeah. all the – it's just really important that we get a little, get a little food in. A little food yeah. in. Bama, awesome. Bama does have some pretty good food. I gotta, you gotta give them credit. Dreamland Barbecue, one of the best barbecue spots. Dreamland, Tuscaloosa, yeah, you, so good. Do you take the white bread with that? Always. Oh, yeah, you, you, they give you the whole like the the, the big the big loaf, and you slap it on your table and cover it in that awesome sauce that they give you. It's awesome. By the way, was that is it Dreamland or Dreamland? I, I don't know. How <laughs> or Dreamlandy? I think I think where I was messing up where I was messing up. I was trying to trying to pronounce Jamoraqui, and, and, and <laughs> I, I, I guess so. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, to piggyback off Dreamland, Walter Hickman asks, "What was your favorite snack on the road?" Walter Hickman. favorite snack. Favorite. Ooh. snack. See, I wasn't a big. A lot of scouts would bring you know trail mix in their bags. I would not. Have, yeah, they'd have a trail mix of their granola bars. That wouldn't. That wasn't, wasn't really big you, on that. You, I would, you like to you like to eat. You're eating. Well, you like I would hold eat. out. I would hold out. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to hold out until as soon as I leave practice. I'm going to go get on the get on the road and go find me a little spot. But I can tell you, what my, honest, my favorite. I used to go with all the sandwich spots. I mean, it, that was kind of the staple. Now, before Chick Fil A moved all the way out west, the only place that I could find it on the west coast was at San Luis Obispo. So oh, Cal okay. Poly Slow, who yeah. had the early practices, they were practiced at six to eight. Um, I would wait kind of do all my deal, do my film work, I would conveniently be done at lunchtime. Make my way to the go. student union. Give me a little Chick-fil-A go. sandwich. Little well, they had, sandwich. Uh, see, I was it's hard to beat Chick-fil-A. Yeah. I mean, they're they the best. Have the, they have the Doghouse Grill at Fresno State, which is the best tri Oh, that's, ever yeah, that's nice. They the have like, their sister restaurant in, in Slow. So I can't remember. The, what was the name of that one? Uh, that I don't remember that one. That, that. that one was good. So I'd go get that tri-tip there when I was in Cal Poly. At stay at that Embassy Suites right there. Yep. Look at you. The cookies. Oh yes, yeah, he's all you're, all. you're all about the cookies. You're all about the, the indoor pool, though. Here's one thing about hotels: not a fan of the indoor pool. I don't want to smell that chlorine when I'm walking. Uh, that means you have to go to Pocatello, Idaho, and stay at the Holodome. The Holodome. <laughs> they call it the, the Holodome. I, I went. And in fact, I stayed there when I saw Jared Allen play at Idaho State a couple times, and yeah. I stayed there. You talk about chlorine on the inside. Ooh. The entire hotel smells like a pool. So then yeah. you smell like a pool. Yep. Yep. That's no good. Give us one more before. Last one. Uh, success ain't easy is asking, what is Derwin James ceiling? Is his potential better than Jamal Adams? Oof. Go ahead, Buck. I mean, he's a physical specimen. He is a physical specimen. I love him, man. I, I, I think I wrote in my thing that potentially he could be a combination of Reuben Foster and Jamal Adams. That's, I think, what I put down. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the violence and tenacity, but he has to be on the field and play. And a lot of what we've said it's or seen about too. him – is a proje- projection. He played like a game or so last year, so we just need to see more of it. Potentially, though, he could be a game changer. I like him a lot. 
one of the things, you know, people are, I think physically he can look a little bit like Sean Taylor. Now, I, I didn't scout Sean Taylor when he was coming out of Miami, but I, I saw him in the NFL plenty. Yeah. And, uh, and so I was looking this up the other day, uh, his college stats. Did you look, have you looked those up? But I haven't looked a, them up. I remember, I remember when he came out though. He was unbelievable. Uh, I, I think he had 10 picks, I think his, his last year there. I think he had 12. I don't know, he, he had something like 12 picks or 14 picks in two years, like four picks and then 10 picks. So I'm like, well, wait a second now. Derwin James has got one pick. Now I know he's doing a lot, but let's let's hold off on the Sean Taylor comparison. I mean, Sean Taylor was a grown man. Show. He was a, a freak kind. show. Uh, I just remember his combine, his combine photo. So you know how he's standing there with his shirt off, and oh, yeah. he had this tattoo, and it's a it's a tattoo of kind of like dog tags. And I just mm-hmm. remember being maiden date. Nice. He, yeah, representing South Florida, he was one of the best players that I've seen. Talk about college prospects that you fall in love with. He was the easy one to look and take and be like, "Oh yeah, yeah, we're good. We're <laughs> yeah, good, we're on, good him. on that one. We're good on him. If he's if he's with us, if he's available, we're we're, we're taking him." Yeah, that's great. All right, man. Hey, it's a fun episode today. We got a lot in. Uh, highlighted, of course. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go take a lap. I'm gonna do some highlighted, research. of course. Gosh. By Sully. I know. I fell just, on my face. I'm sorry, guys. Oh, Sully, that's, that's that's bad. Sully, I don't here's know. Here's the deal. Here, here's the deal. I don't, I'm not a professor. Bucky's not a professor. But every now and then, you got to sign some homework. Yeah. Oh yeah. no, I'm going. I'm going to listen. So I need I need you to just listen to three songs, and you just go to iTunes on Joe to see and so, sort Joe their most downloaded songs, and just listen to their top three. Okay. Yeah. Just just I mean, you can go YouTube. You can go to Vivo. Yeah. One of those things like you, you should mandatory that you find a mandatory. And here's the here's the kicker. Um, I'm gonna need you to for at least 15 seconds, Sully. <laughs> yeah. I need you to play the song in the background. <laughs> And I need you to lip sync. I need to learn it well enough to lip sync it. And then I need you to tweet it. And then when you do it, I'll retweet it. And we'll get some reaction from the folks. I think this could be a weekly thing for us. Okay, I lip sync the top you're three. Not familiar with, we get you to lip sync it and we blast it out. We just blast it out for you. So we just got to bring, bring you up to snuff. Because I think what, that's the what least. You did, what you did was unacceptable. I think that's the least I can do for dropping the ball okay. right there, guys. I mean, that was unacceptable. Yeah. If you want to get if you want to get into into character and, and dress up for it a little bit, and then, okay, uh, okay. Well, just I know I know Hytham, one of our former producers, large '90s R&B guy. Oh, gonna, he can I, help I, you I already know he's, he's like behind the door right now when we're gonna walk out, and he's gonna immediately attack me for this. Yeah, yeah. no, Sully. Um, I just noticed where were you at? You, you went and saw a soccer game. You were on the pitch somewhere? Yeah, Where'd I went down to Mexico City. Oh, that's yeah. Where How about that? It was awesome. It was awesome. I watched that whole match. Did you watch the match, Buck, on TV? I, I did not, but I kept up with it on TV. It was one of the more wild atmospheres in sports. It was, we, we had messed a, up because we, we went to a draw, right? It was 1-1. Which is the third draw we've had against Mexico. is U.S.-Mexico in the 60 years of World Cup qualifying that we've been going down to the Azteca. So it's a really big deal. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was – I, I would I, – I don't know what I can compare it to. But it was the most hostile ninety minutes you could you could do in 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 this hemisphere. It's 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 wild. So there you go. Yeah, that's pretty strong. Pretty strong. Um, I'm trying to think. I'm trying. I'm trying to think of a way to make to, to butcher the name New Edition, and I I can't. Come you just up can't with do it. it. So I think Sully could get that one. I don't think you could screw that one up. New Edition. Yeah, edi- I, don't, I, don't know, edi- I don't know. Edition. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Spanish it up. Spanglish. Joe to Kai. All right, you got your homework assignment. So homework. Let's 
get out of here. Thanks to everybody for listening. Thanks for downloading. Uh, thanks for subscribing. Thanks for leaving us those comments on iTunes and those ratings. We really appreciate it. Uh, we'll be back next week. More football talk. Maybe mix in some basketball, and we'll see what Sully has on the uh, on the Jodakai front. Thanks for downloading Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. For more, go to nfl.com slash podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.